Hi, this is Darren Euchre with Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. June is National Dairy Month, where we recognize and honor the work of dairy farmers and processors and give thanks for the nutritious products that come fresh from the farm. As many are aware, the past few years have been difficult for the dairy industry. I recently chatted with Brett Reinford, who is chairing a special dairy commission created by state government to make recommendations on how to strengthen the dairy industry for the future. My name is Brett Reinford, and um, I farm in uh, Juniata County, Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania, with my, my mom and dad and my two brothers and my sisters even involved a little bit in the office as well on our farm. So um, we've been in this area since 1991. Um, my dad started with 57 cows and, and a tractor and a plow is what he owned at, at the time. As us boys become, became more interested in joining the farm, uh, my dad has grown to accommodate us and our families. And, and today we're, we're milking around 800 cows um, and farm about 1,400 acres. Again, not related to the commission, but I think interesting fact, you guys have a methane digester and also um, uh, are the eventual home of something interesting from the farm show. Can you kind of explain that to me real quick? <laughs> sure. So, yeah, so we, um, we actually um, built our first methane digester back in 2008, and it, it worked really well for us. Um, we max it out in capacity. We take a lot of food waste here. It's part of our, our business model at Reinford Farms. And uh, just uh, about three months ago, we finished building our second digester, which is about four times the size. So all, all told, we, we can produce enough power for about 600 homes uh, on our farm. And uh, the, the Pennsylvania butter sculpture um, uh, has been coming to our farm uh, to be recycled and turned into methane and, and eventually renewable energy. Um, for the last I think seven years now so we're always happy to do it it's 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 great for great for ag great for our farm and uh, that's something that we, we enjoy doing and look forward to the to the call every year to come and get it. So you are chair of the Dairy Future Commission uh, tell me a little bit about how the commission came to be and uh, what you see your role as. Last July I believe it was or even before that um, Senator Corman um, uh, wanted to form a commission, um, which is now called the Dairy Futures Commission, to take a look and evaluate the dairy industry in Pennsylvania and make recommendations that, that hopefully could benefit uh, Pennsylvania dairy industry. And so I believe it was set up under Act 66, um, and uh, the commission is uh, filled with 23 commissioners. You know, part of the, the act when it was set up um, said, where those commissioners came from. And so, um, you know, there's a lot there. I think half the commissioners are from state government, either um, we have a couple senators on, um, we have uh, obviously the Department of Ag representative, Department of Transportation represented, the Department of Revenue rep represented, and a few other departments within Pennsylvania. And then the other half of the commissioners is, is um, folks that were appointed by Senator Corman, um, which, was, which was, I was one of his appointments. And I believe Gary Trucker Miller um, was as well. And um, we're both farmers. And so there's, I think, six or seven dairy farmers on the commission, as well as one processor. You know, it's been great. You know, when we when we first started, I was I was when I read the read the layout of how the commission was going to form and who was going to be on. And I was like, well, we need to have all dairy farmers on it. This is a dairy this is a dairy futures commission. We need to, we need to have uh, just dairy on it and we can, we can solve some of the issues. But, uh, you know, after the first or second meeting, I realized that, um, you know, it was extremely valuable to have, um, 
a different perspective, at least from the state government on there as well, to kind of give us um, some guidance on what was realistically possible and, and whatnot. And they came up with some great ideas as well uh, and encouraged um, some good ideas. So as a, as a whole, the commission uh, functioned very well, but our main goal was to come up with recommendations that supported the Pennsylvania dairy industry. So that was our charge. And we looked at a lot of different avenues on, um, well, if I can go into how it was set up. So we had four different subcommittees. Um, the farm level subcommittee was responsible for looking at the farm level type issues that we were dealing with. That was led by Doug Harbaugh, who's a, a dairy farmer as well. Um, so we looked at you know, employee issues, um, cost of production issues on the farm and came up with recommendations regarding those. Then we had the state level um, committee, which was led by Glenn Stalshus, um, and uh, his, his committee was responsible for um, coming up with recommendations as far as some of the regulatory issues that, that we're burdened with here in, in Pennsylvania. Um, looked at the Pennsylvania Milk Marketing Board, um, you know, several different issues around you know, regulatory stuff. And then uh, we had Chris Idle um, from Bellwood Farms, who's also a processor as well. She chaired the consumer sub-level um, committee and she was responsible for, um, you know, looking at um, the consumer or looking at it from a consumer perspective and figuring out how we can um, better market our milk here in Pennsylvania to consumers and, and how we can, um, you know, reach some of the things that we're already doing to hopefully sell more dairy product here in Pennsylvania. And then last was the market level subcommittee led by Dina Zug. She is also a dairy farmer as well. And um, they were looking at processing capacity, um, exporting you know, milk out of Pennsylvania or looking at the Philadelphia port, you know, things around processing. So um, all told, I think each, each I got to double check. I think each subcommittee came up with around um, between 10 and 15 recommendations per subcommittee. Uh, we came up with just over 50 recommendations that we think would certainly benefit the Pennsylvania dairy industry. So we did a lot. We had, you know, we, we started before COVID and uh, we were only planning on having probably, uh, I think it was like eight full commission meetings. Um, and uh, in between the full commission meetings, there'd be subcommittee meetings, and we were planning on doing them in person. But when COVID hit, we did everything via phone, and we were able to squeeze in a few more meetings, have a little bit more discussion uh, on some of the topics. And so um, all told, I think counting the full commission meetings as well as the subcommittee meetings, there was probably over 40 um, meetings. So there was a lot of work being done, most of it being done from January to to now we just wrapped up recommendations here at the end of end of may were there any parameters put on this or was it basically just like blank slate here's what we all yeah. think needs to happen to help the dairy industry good question so uh, at the very beginning um secretary redding challenged us to, to think boldly and so uh uh, we uh, we did, and um, you know, obviously, we were trying to be realistic um, through uh, the whole time. So we didn't want to ask for a billion dollars to be invested in the dairy industry, right? Because that's probably not going to happen. And so we did think boldly. Um, you know, I was I was counting our recommendations and going through. Well, how many are actually asking for some sort of funding or, or support from the state? And really, there's only probably about. 25% of them and, and some of the, the funding isn't, you know, outrageous. Uh, and so 
Um, there's some some unique ideas that I think we came up with. We also came up with, uh, we, well, we also recycled some of the ideas that were already uh, put into some reports earlier. We just thought that you know if if they were mentioned once and they were a good idea, you no, know, uh, why not mention them again to put some more um, energy behind an already good recommendation that already came out of an of report, but. There was really no um, no parameters put on us. Um, you know, obviously we had to get them to pass. Uh, so the, the voting they had to pass the subcommittee level first, and then we brought them to the full commission to vote on as well to to make them official. And you know, um, the we had to be realistic. So you know, the folks in the state government and, and even the dairy farmers were not were not we weren't asking for anything too outrageous. You know, had to realize well, would this if this was legislated, would it pass? And um, you know that's kind of where we came from so um but yeah it was good it was it was we had a lot of freedom on how we could what we could what we could say and what we could recommend they did had a they did have to pass so <laughs> by majority vote when does your full committee release a report or you know what's what are the next couple of months looking like for you guys yeah so according to act 66 our um the report um is due out on august the first so um, so that would be the expected date that we'll release it. Um, I think we were thinking about releasing it on Ag Progress Days as well. I know there's going to be discussion around it, but I, I would I would think that it's going to be released a little bit on August the first. So right now we're um, we actually have one more full commission meeting. The the actual report is being um, written right now, um, and so it's being um, you know formulated into a. Um, a document obviously and, and being wordsmith to make sure that it that it sounds the same and, and that the message is what the commission wanted those recommendations to be so we have one more full um commission meeting on july well, sometime in the middle of july here and uh we're going to look at the the draft report and basically approve it assuming that that we do and then it'll be released there in the first of august is, is there anything that you might be able to share with us? Uh, I know it's before the you know actual release date, but just maybe to help us understand some of the ideas that are being talked about. Yeah, as far as um, as far as some recommendations, um, so like from the state level, um, there was recommendation there was recommendation on on the MPBS um, stormwater requirements and just simplifying um, that process um, for farmers to basically quicken it to, to put more of the responsibility on the local level rather than than DEP and we think that would help speed things up um, greatly and I think that's been talked about before um, my favorite one and and so the reason the reason that we, we weren't sharing all the even though the recommendations are done the reason why we weren't sharing them all now and I, I have to be careful what I say is because we want we want the message to be the same when we, re, we release the final report and so me sharing these now, I don't want to confuse people when they either read the final report and be like, wait, that's not what he said. But um, I'm just giving you general general ideas. There's a there's a um, the farm level, um, you know, has an idea that uh, part of the, the issue with the Pennsylvania dairy industry and specifically the farmers um, is our cost of production is quite quite a bit higher than than obviously out west and 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 um, even our neighboring states. And um, you know it's hard hard to compete here for various various reasons, and, and some of it's the farmer's fault, and some of it is just some of the, the things that we have to deal with here in Pennsylvania. But one you know one idea, and it's my favorite. I don't know if you're familiar with the 
the PA REAP uh, program as it is right now um, for to help the state basically provides a tax credit that, that someone can buy from the farmers and um, you know, we can invest in conservation um, type uh, tools. And so um, there's a kind of a copycat one uh, for farmers to, so setting up a similar type REAP program, this would be used for farmers to make um, efficiency investments in, uh, in their farms, so to lower the cost of production. Obviously, we're asking the state to give up, um, you know, some, some tax funding, um, which, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, I think it could be huge on helping farmers to invest in, um, in their farms, reinvest back into their farms into things that will lower their cost of production. And so obviously there's a lot of things that need to be flushed out with that on, on qualifications and what would be allowed. But just the, the idea, I think, is a good idea. And I think, um, you know, if, it, if, if something were to be legislated, it could certainly help the Pennsylvania dairy industries lower their cost of production, which is what we need to do. If you could give me an example for those maybe that aren't in the dairy industry, what are like what are some efficiencies that a farmer could do to actually lower their cost of production? Yep. So, um, so that could be as simple as um, right now we're in the heat of the summer, and so not every farm has enough fans to to cool their cows. So, if if that farmer can make a case that that adding additional fans to their to their barns to cool the cows to produce pr increased production here in the summer months. Um, that would lower their cost of production. Um, so that, in theory, might qualify for like a state type, um, you know, credit or whatever. Uh, you could even go as far as, you know, transition barns. Everyone knows how important they are in the dairy industry. And, and if you're not transitioning your, car, your, your cows from dry to, to milking um, in a good way, um, you know, you, you lose, you lose cost, you lose cost production on that as well. So, um, you know, potentially being as, as big as, investing in in barns um as well so we don't we didn't put a number on how much i don't think we did put a number on how much should be allocated to that reap type program but uh it would be um you know that's something for the state to decide uh and i'm sure we'll advocate one way or another um for how much it should be once once it gets taken up but uh but yeah, so that's that's one idea. So as simple as fans to as big as maybe barns to lower cost production. A lot needs to be flushed out and uh it would be curious. I'd be curious to see how that's that's written uh, if it does get written. And I guess I should point out. So we made recommendations for the whole dairy industry, not just dairy farms. Um, I'm looking at it from a dairy farm perspective, but also looking at it from processor and across the supply chain. And we made recommendations, and these recommendations, we know full well that that they may never be acted upon. Um, and so, um, but uh, and we also know. Um, that some of these recommendations may take years and years to be implemented. Because um, we have a few recommendations regarding tax code. Um, that takes time to, to change, uh, if it does get changed. And so um, we were looking at this, until COVID hit, um, hit we were looking at this, re these recommendations as more of a long-term um, focus. But uh, when COVID hit, we did come up with some some pretty immediate recommendations that could could maybe help the dairy industry right now. There's also recommendation just on, um, you know, a loan program um, for beginning and new farmers. You know, we, 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 have, we put in, and this is more of a federal issue, but we put in, you know, um, a recommendation based on having a standard identity for, for dairy products or for milk. I guess I should point out, we didn't just look at 
um, we looked at mostly from a state level lens, but uh, what can the state help us do? But then we also have about six recommendations or so that that will be directed directly to the federal federal government as well that could help us. And that was one of them. I guess I'm being a little vague and partially on purpose because I don't want to lead anyone down the wrong, give everyone the wrong idea. But uh, um, we do have some really good recommendations, we feel, and we feel that they all Will benefit the dairy industry in one way or another. Some will have a bigger impact than others, but uh, uh, even a little impact in the dairy industry could help. Could help, you know, move this industry forward and um, along, you know, significantly. So, absolutely. I, I guess my other question for you is 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 why now, uh, and why is now an important time for us to be looking even, you know, one year, two year, or five years down the road at what's going on or what, what's going to be the future of the dairy industry. Yeah, so I think if we knew that we were going to be in a five-year slump um, five years ago, we would probably have this commission uh, started then. You know, Pennsylvania, the, the dairy industry in Pennsylvania is is one of the biggest, I guess, industries in the state and is, is very important to the state, provides a lot of jobs here. There was a lot of farms and there are a lot of farms um, that are struggling in Pennsylvania to make ends meet. And... Um, the commission, hopefully the recommendations help to make it easier to be in the dairy industry uh, for the next five years or for the next 30 years as I'm planning to do. So, you know, I, I um, any recommendation that actually gets um, acted on, um, you know, from here on out will certainly benefit myself and, 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 and our family farm in the future. And so, it's not too late, I don't think, to fix some of the things that are that are hindering the dairy industry here in Pennsylvania. And so, um, when year when year five came and it looked like it wasn't going to be any better than the other years, I, there was a lot of talk about how can we support the dairy industry here in Pennsylvania. And this is this is a this the Dairy Future Commission is a product of of that conversation. And um, we think it we think the recommendations that come out of this are very beneficial. To the dairy, and uh, there's no there's no problem with with keeping pushing forward and trying to make it easier to farm here in Pennsylvania, and to be a processor and to be working in the industry. All all very great points. Um, those are the questions I had. Did, anything else that you wanted to add? Anything I forgot to ask you? No, I mean you know overall I just want to I just want to you know publicly thank the commissioners that were on and, and uh, we uh, you know everyone worked very hard to to come up. Um, with these recommendations and we also relied on some some ex experts outside of, of the industry or outside of the commission uh, to advise us on what made sense for the dairy industry and uh, everyone there was a lot of time put into this and uh, you know I hope that that the recommendations are taken seriously and I hope that they're they're acted on but uh, we were very thankful for the opportunity uh, to actually have a commission to be able to have an, an open and honest dialogue about what what the issues are here in the Pennsylvania dairy industry and and hopefully come up with ideas that would help fix them. Fantastic. Hey, listen, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Darren, and uh, have, a, have a good day, and uh, we'll be in touch. Glenn Stolzfus also served on the Dairy Future Commission as a representative for Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Despite all the challenges facing the dairy industry, Glenn is optimistic about its future in Pennsylvania. Okay, my name's Glenn Stolzfus. Um, I'm from Berlin, uh, 
um, in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Um, me and my three brothers run a uh, dairy farm. Uh, we milk a little over 700 cows and uh, farm about 2,000 acres. Um, we've been in partnership, um, I guess, since so well, we moved out here and built the facilities in, in, uh, in 1999. So uh, we've been at this location for a little over 20 years here now and uh, been trying to milk cows and make a living uh, dairy farming. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about your involvement with the Dairy Future Commission and uh, and some of the things that uh, you all have been discussing. Um, well, I was asked by um, um, our president, our state president, uh, Rick Ebert, to serve on this commission um, last, I guess, late, late last summer. Um, we had one of our first uh, full commission meetings, I think, in September. And we've been meeting, we were meeting regularly um, uh, in person and sometimes over the phone. Um, over a course of a few months there until the, uh, the virus thing hit and then everything had to do, we had to do everything over the phone or by a, some kind of a, a Zoom meeting of some sort. So um, the commission is uh, dairy farmers, um, there's legislators on it, and there's other um, ag experts um, who have an interest in the dairy economy in Pennsylvania on this, uh, on this commission. Um, the commission was, I, was established um, part of uh, Governor Wolf's um, farm bill. We formed four subcommittees, and I was asked to to chair the uh, the state subcommittee. Tell me a little bit about some of the discussion of your subcommittee and what its charge or task was. Well, it was the state subcommittee, so it was um, you know we had quite a a broad bunch of topics, but uh, the one topic that that we were kind of uh, asked to discuss was the uh, the Pennsylvania Milk Marketing Board and some of the things that that they could do um, to help uh, uh, advance the dairy industry in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, there's been a lot of discussions over the years of um, the overorder premium and how it's collected and all this and that, and um, you know, it, it's fair to some farmers and not fair to others, and um, there was a lot of discussion on that and what could be done about it. Um, we were fortunate enough that um, Carol Harberger was um, on our subcommittee. She at that time was actually on the um, Pennsylvania Milk Marketing Board, was one of the board members. She is now, I guess, like the executive secretary or something or other. She's still very involved. But um, I was fortunate to have her on in my subcommittee so that, um, you know, having her there, she could explain exactly what the um, the milk marketing board can and can't do under the milk marketing law and um, you know some of the stuff that uh, was discussed is going to take uh, legislative changes to the milk marketing law um, we also you know tackled a little bit the um, regulations um, uh, now the farm subcommittee um, uh, they they were more involved in the regulations and, and that sort of thing how regulations affect um, dairy farming and, and what we can do to, to change that do you foresee change coming out of this, out of what the commission recommends, either how dairy farms operate or how you know laws and regulations affect dairy farms? Do you do you do you see change coming? Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, I, I hope we weren't. You know, I hope this doesn't go uh, that our when our recommendations come out and um, they they make it public here. Uh, the full report's going to come out the beginning of August, I think. Um, that uh, legislators and they, they take it seriously. Um, we were told at the very beginning to kind of um, shoot for the moon. Um, whatever you think um, 
there, there's nothing wrong with asking. Now, some of the stuff, um, you know, obviously maybe uh, there was some stuff that was discussed. One of the discussions we had was, um, you know, can we adopt in Pennsylvania some sort of a, something like, um, like Maine has, um, the state of Maine. Um, and it was quite obvious that uh, the way the dairy industry works in Maine, of course, it's a much smaller dairy industry that, uh, you know, the, the legislator is not going to go for something like that. It's going to cost way too much. So we kind of put that aside, you know, when it comes to shooting for the moon, you, you can maybe be able to hit the moon, but not the stars. So, um, you know, we weren't, uh, you know, that was kind of pushed aside. We weren't going to try to go that route, but there are things that's going to take legislative changes that, um, and I, I sure hope so. I sure hope that, um, you know, this doesn't go just get looked at as something, uh, yeah, whatever, and, um, uh, go on as, as we are now, because the way it is now is, is not really working real well for us. Yeah, explain explain that a little bit. Why why do you think the the way our is operating in Pennsylvania maybe isn't working? Well, I, I you know it, it's hard. You know everybody's looking for that one thing that to change the dairy industry in Pennsylvania. It's a concern of mine that we keep losing mid sized dairy farms. Um, you know why is that? Um, of course, that was a lot of the discussion, and you know you know you can get into a lot of finger pointing of why, and also. What has happened to the uh, the milk market? We haven't built a milk processing plant of any sort, whether it's fluid, cheese, powder, or anything in Pennsylvania for quite a long time. Um, and why is that? You know, what what is causing this? Whenever a um, a co-op or a company wants to is looking to build a facility, they always end up somewhere else and not in Pennsylvania. Um, and we were looking for reasons of why, and I don't think there's there's no silver bullet reason why I think it's just a lot of real small stuff that uh, that affects it um, whether it you know, every there's folks that like to point at the pens the milk marketing board and that's the reason why and the overorder premium and that's the reason why you know regulations is the reason why but I think it's a combination of everything um, and I think in our recommendations we 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 hit the main points and um, it's going to take a take a little bit of everything to get this uh, turned around I think so there's not one piece of legislation or one little change that's going to turn around the industry. It's going to be a concerted effort on several fronts. Do I understand that correct? At least, at least in yeah, your assessment. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now I know the farm the farm subcommittee um, spent a lot of time um, comparing us to New York. Um, you know, as far as um, you know, why are the, why were their processing plants built in New York, um, the, the yogurt plants, and um, why is it a lot easier for a farm to expand in New York? Why is it a lot easier for them to get uh, permits to, to build another barn or to expand in New York than it is in Pennsylvania? Um, and they spent a lot of time on that, and I think some of the recommendations that they came up with are really good. Um, so it's, it's not one thing. There's not one silver bullet that's going to change it. What do you see as the as the future of the dairy industry in Pennsylvania? Oh boy, that's a good question. I, I, I obviously it's going to be real hard to buck the trend of larger dairy farms. You know, continually you know consolidating. Um, there is that economics of scale. You know, as you get bigger, it's um, you know <clears throat> you're able to bargain your inputs a little bit better. Um, I still think that the small dairy farm um, 
in, in Pennsylvania can survive if they can find themselves a niche market, whether it be direct marketing their products or, or something like that. Um, there's a couple farms out here in Somerset. Uh, the one is making cheese. Another one has, you know, is bottling their own milk. And I think that, that kind of thing can be, can be done. Um, but it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, I, I have, I don't think you're ever going to see the mega large dairies in Pennsylvania like you do maybe in the Midwest or, you know, Texas or the Southwest, you know, um, the, the 5,000 to 10,000 cow dairy. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of them in Pennsylvania just because our topography doesn't, it, it's tough to support something like that. I mean, you have to have a, a, a pretty good chunk of ground real close by in order to you know, not only inputs of feed, but also the, you know, the manure and the waste. Um, but I think you're, you're going to continue to see, you know, cows move from a hundred cow dairies to maybe two, 300 cow, 400 cow dairies. So that's, that's just the trend that's going to happen. Um, and I don't know that there's a whole lot we can do about that. You know, whether, you know, that's a little bit unfortunate because as you, as we lose these, um, you know, 50 to hundred cow dairies, we start to lose our infrastructure a little bit. All that being said, are you are you optimistic about the future of the dairy industry in our state? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, and you know, when this whole, you know, I come in two thousand and twenty here, and I was thinking that you know this, the the futures were telling us that this could be, you know, I was looking at the class three and class four futures, and you know, trying to predict where milk prices may may end up or what we may do. And I'm thinking this is this might be a pretty decent year. We should be okay. Um, so I, and then, then of course, you know, the, the virus happened and, you know, we're, we're dumping milk and everything changed and it's, who knows where it's going to end up at from now. Um, you know, we hope we get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, I, I, I think the dairy industry in Pennsylvania, um, I think there's a, there's, there's a, a bright future. Um, it's, it's going to change. Um, but I think there is a bright future there. And I think some of the recommendations that this commission has come out with, um, if they're implemented and they're taken seriously by the legislators and um, by other uh, um, you know, folks in the industry, um, I, I think that's going to be a step in the right direction. You know, we're, we, whether we like to say it or not, we are in competition with the rest of the country when it comes to making milk. Um, and we are pretty close to um, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to transport milk, you know, from these bigger dairies in Michigan and the, the Midwest, Ohio, and in, into Pennsylvania. But we have an advantage. We're pretty close to the, we're pretty close to most of the population in this country. Um, you know, within five, six hours from our farm here, you can, there's a lot of folks in that that's real close to that. Um, so I think a lot of the, the future of dairy farming in Pennsylvania relies on whether or not we can get the general public back to start drinking fluid milk again. Um, class one milk is, has always been a, a, a real high part of our, of our income. And usually class one milk is, is a higher priced milk. Um, and if we can get the public back to drinking whole milk again, um, I think that's going to be a big part of it. So what can Farm Bureau do? Uh, to kind of help with this Dairy Future Commission? Do you see a role for our policy development? Do you see a role for our advocacy? You know, what, what can we as an organization do? Well, I, you know, I represented, um, being on this commission, I represented Farm Bureau and a lot of their interests. So, um, you know, I, I use the, the policy book that we have in our dairy policies. You know, those, those, that's what I was pushing for. 
Um, and I think we, we as Farm Bureau do a very good job of um, debating and discussing our policies. Um, and um, I think you'll find when this report comes out, a lot of the recommendations do fall in line with the policies that we have. And we just, um, we need to continue to be, um, to advocate for those policies um, and, and look for any new, um, new policies that we can implement, you know, in, in the future going forward. But um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, just keep being a, an advocate for dairy farmers of Pennsylvania. So and I know it's it's never easy to obviously to step away from the farm and, and, and dedicate time to something else, but were you glad that you had the opportunity to be on this commission? Absolutely. Absolutely. I um I know I'll be right up in front and honest with you. The first meeting we had, I walked away from it thinking, oh my goodness, what did I get myself into? Um, you know, uh there's a few dairy farmers on the on the commission. There was a few industry leaders that um know the understand the milk and how it's priced and you know how it moves around and then there was a group of people on the commission that had absolutely no idea uh, so our first couple um there were there was some time spent educating some of the folks that were on the commission um, but they were very willing to learn and very interested in learning so um, it was a good experience um we do have uh one more commission meeting coming up here in July, whether or not that will be in person or not, I don't know, but uh, I much uh, prefer having some of these meetings in person than over the phone. Like, <laughs> you know, over the phone's great, but uh, you know, there's a difference between uh, debating something over the phone and, and in person at a, at a table. Very true. Um, listen, did, did I forget to ask anything, anything you want to add about this? It was pretty good. And I appreciate uh, President Hubbard asking me to serve on it. But uh, no, it was a good experience and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think Glenn made a really good point towards the end of our talk. We need to remind consumers about how nutritious dairy products are, including whole milk. That's something we as consumers can do every day. And as Farm Bureau, we can work towards implementing recommendations coming from the Dairy Future Commission. Thanks for listening.